0: You're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast with me, Adam Chatterley. I'm your host here on the show, and I'm on a mission to help independent businesses within the health, wellness and beauty industry to reach their business goals through simple, practical and focused business information. We're really all about the kind of the foundations here of building your incredible, rewarding, profitable and above all, stress-free beauty business. I want to help you make more money, have more time, and really get back to enjoying what it is that you do. How has your week been? How's business going? It's definitely a challenge running your own business. It's certainly rewarding, stressful at times, downright maddening others, but I hope in my own small way, I'm making life a little bit easier for you. Now, it doesn't matter what you do or who you are. One of the most annoying things about running your own business is clients. There, said it. Sorry. Most clients are wonderful. Certainly most of mine are. Well, most of the time. But then there are a few that just seem to try to wind you up. The ones that cancel at the last minute. The ones that constantly arrive late for their appointment, which doesn't really make you feel great about how they value you and your time. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You're there looking at your watch, waiting on that next client to arrive, and they're already 10 minutes late. And then they fly in the door with some excuse like, oh, I'm so sorry I was late. The traffic was awful and the train was late and I couldn't find my keys and the kids wouldn't put their shoes on. And then there's this weather. Yet it didn't seem to stop them picking up that made-to-order soy milk latte from Starbucks before their appointment, now did it? And worst of all, worst of all of them, there are those that simply fail to show up for their appointment completely. No message, nothing, just no show. I mean, come on, clients, what's that about? What can you do as a salon, spa or clinic owner to lose those late cancellations, eliminate late arrivals and nullify those no shows from your business? Well, I've got six tried and tested tips to help remove this particular frustration from your world and I'm going to share them with you in this episode today. But I want to hear back from you on this topic. For some salons and spas, this is a major issue, yet for others, it's hardly a problem at all. Now, it does depend on a lot of things, uh, where you are, what type of business you are, all those kind of things. Now, I'm going to give you my list, the things that I've put into place for my own clients over the years that really have kind of moved the needle in terms of dealing with late cancellations, late arrivals, and most importantly, no-shows. But I want to know what's worked for you or what's not worked for you. Leave me a comment on the show notes pages, or I'll create a post on the Facebook group Beauty Business Hackers for you to leave your stories, your comments, your thoughts, and your suggestions over there. And before we get down to business with today's episode though, I just wanted to tell you about a free course that I released since season three ended, all about how to get more clients. Now this is a fundamental business requirement. Everybody needs more clients, even if your appointment book is currently full, because you will lose some of those clients over time. So whether you really, really are struggling for clients right now, or you'd just like a few more to help keep you topped up, I can help you out. It's called How to Confidently Attract More Clients to Your Beauty Business, I know, catchy. And you can register for absolutely no money at all, totally free at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash more clients. Now it's all video-based training. It takes place over seven emails. Um, So it's super quick, loads of ideas and loads of information in there. And so far, thousands of salon owners, clinic owners, solo practitioners and spas have been through the course. And I've got some amazing emails back from people who've not only enjoyed it, because I've tried to make it a little bit fun, but they've put the lessons in place and, well, got more clients. So that's beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash more clients, or there's a link on the show notes pages. Right, let's get back to today's business. Here are six tried and tested tips to lose the late arrivals, curtail those late cancellations, and nullify those no-shows. So number one. First of all, you need to have a cancellation policy, and I mean it needs to be written down and referred to everywhere, not just in your head. Have it in your salon, on your wall, available for people to take away, on your website, a link to it on your emails, on your text messages, on your receipts, on your price lists, on your business cards, leaflets, flyers, posters, I mean everywhere. It needs to cover what your cancellation policy is, the time frames that it applies to i.e. 48 hours 24 hours 12 hours and what the charges are at each time frame make sure to reference late arrivals in there too for example if you are more than 10 minutes late for your appointment that is deemed to be a no show make sure this is really really clear but do try to keep it as simple as possible though there is no room here for confusion a client should clearly know that if they cancel or move an appointment within whatever it is, 24 hours of their booking, that they will be charged 20% or 50% or whatever you decide. And if they fail to show up for an appointment completely, it's full payment, no questions. Now, at number two is enforcement. Now, obviously, just having a cancellation policy isn't a magical wand that will stop people messing you around in the future, but it's the first step and it's the first tool in your toolbox, if you like. Now, the initial power of the cancellation policy is in people knowing about it. It's up to you how you enforce it. Now, personally, I like to give people a chance. So the first time that a client messes you around, I tend to advise a little bit of restraint. Maybe speak to them or remind them in a friendly way that you do have a cancellation policy and why you have it. Basically, that it costs you money if they fail to show for their appointment or they cancel their appointment at really short notice. Now, if you've got any sort of booking or management software, make a note on their client record that they have broken the cancellation policy and that you've spoken to them about it. Now, if the same person does it again, this is where you're going to have to think hard about enforcing your policy. Now, getting someone to pay for an appointment that they canceled late or fail to show for is easier said than done. So you're going to need to use your own judgment here speak to them again. Was there a genuine reason? Use your best judgment, but definitely make another note on their client record that this is two strikes against them. Possibly insist on payment in advance of any future bookings that they might make with you. Now, if the same person does it again within a reasonable time frame, then that's it for me. Enforce the policy as much as you can. It's difficult to actually obtain payment from someone in these circumstances, and the laws around charging people for appointments that they fail to show up for do differ greatly around the world. So make sure you're on the right side of the law here. But depending on the amount of money in question, it could be more effort than it's worth to take things to the point of legal action. But if the client will not honor your cancellation policy... I would personally have no issue with sacking them as a client and not taking any future bookings from them again. Now, at number three, it's to pick a card. Now, you could opt to take credit card details to secure a booking. Now, this is not a payment. It's just the card details, which people are often more open to giving you. Now, however, once again, those legalities come into play here. The rules vary around the world, but in the UK, as an example, you are allowed to record someone's credit card details against a booking as long as they're kept securely, but you are not allowed to record the three digit security code that you have on the back of your card. Now, without this information, it becomes pretty much useless, but the client doesn't necessarily know this, and I've used this in the past many times with clients as a very effective deterrent to people cancelling late or failing to show up for bookings. Just know that if you do capture car details, I advise you to seek advice on the legalities of this from wherever you are based. Plus, if you do have the information, what exactly are you allowed to do with it is also very, very limited. So again, this is more of a deterrent than it is a real solution. Now, at number four is to send out appointment reminders. Now, this is probably the biggest effect that can be had on no-shows and late cancellations is to send out these appointment reminders. Now, I've run tests on this and reminders alone reduce no-shows by over 70%, which is huge and totally gets you out of the hole asking for money because they've not shown up for payment and all that kind of thing. Now, my advice would be to use SMS text messages to do this. Now the communication is far more instant and therefore the read rate, i.e. the number of people who actually read the message for text messages, is way higher than it is for emails. If you think about it, a text message comes into your phone and you kind of have to do something with it to be able to actually use your phone. Whereas an email can come in and sit in your email inbox, you can not see it for a while if you don't check your emails all the time. And if you suddenly go to your emails and you've got 700 of them. It's very easy to just kind of select a bunch of emails without even reading them and get rid of them. So you have to rely on people checking their emails to stand a chance of seeing them if it's an email reminder. But as a text message, it appears right there in the middle of their phone. So they really can't ignore it. Now, I haven't yet had a chance to run tests using things like, for example, WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger to do this. I do have plans to do this in the future. So watch this space. Now, make sure that you send them out close enough to the appointment time that people won't forget about it again but far enough away from the appointment so that if the reminder triggers them to cancel or move their appointment you still have a chance of refilling it. You also need to consider your cancellation policy as it's pointless sending out a reminder once your client is actually within your cancellation policy time frame. Now I find that two to three days before your client's appointment depending on what service you offer is generally best the best time to send out reminders. Now, pretty much every piece of booking software or management software in the world can do this automatically these days. And for me, this is one of the biggest reasons to actually use proper spa or salon booking software in the first place. Now, if you don't have software, it is possible to do this manually from your phone, but for the time it's gonna take you every day to send out these messages, it's worth looking at some sort of simple software that can take care of this for you. Now, speaking of late cancellations, how many times do your clients call you or message you at all kinds of hours to cancel or move their appointments? Sometimes it's difficult to switch off from work because you've always got your mobile nearby. Now, you could decide to have a work mobile and a personal mobile, but that means carrying around two mobile phones, not to mention paying for two mobile phones. Well, that is where the sponsor for today's episode can actually help you out. Now, this episode of the show is sponsored by Sideline.com, which rather amazingly gives you a second phone number on your existing mobile phone. Now, Sideline makes it easy to separate your work and your personal calls. Switch off when you're away from work, but still able to leave your phone turned on so your friends can get hold of you. You can keep your personal number private and you can set up automated text messages to respond for you when you're busy or you don't want to take calls you can even team up with another member of your team to share responsibility for a work phone number so that it's not always on you to answer those calls and sideline isn't actually just calls either you can text you can call you can picture message everything giving you all the benefit of a second phone line but at a fraction of the cost and none of the hassle of carrying two phones around best of all right now listeners of the Beauty Business Podcast can download Sideline for iPhone and Android for free for seven days. Just go to sideline.com forward slash trial for more information. Now, I highly encourage you to go and check it out because it could be a real time saver and just take a lot of stress out of dealing with phone calls from clients. Now, back to my six tips. Where were we? We were at number five. That's right. And number five is reminder to deal with no-shows professionally. Now, I know It's really annoying. It feels very personal when people just fail to show up for appointments, but it's vital to treat your clients with respect and professionalism. So, always listen to why they were late or fail to show up for their appointment. Remember that sometimes people do have a genuine reason, and you do run the risk of losing or offending a client if you enforce your policy when your client really doesn't feel it's justified. Now, I think a really good rule of thumb here is to put yourself in the shoes of your client, talk to them. Listen to why they didn't show up for their appointment. And once you've spoken to them, really kind of put yourselves in their position. How would you want to be treated in their place? Now, I think if you treat everyone like this, every client that you have like this, then I don't think you can ever go far wrong in making decisions about how to deal with clients. Now, at number six, it is to take the money. Now, the strongest position to be in when you're dealing with any breaches of your cancellation policy is is where you already have your client's money in the bank. Now, it's an excellent deterrent against people simply not showing up. In fact, my experience is this pretty much eliminates no-shows entirely. And in a situation of late arrival or late cancellation, again, you've got your client's money already, so you're in a much stronger position for negotiation. Now, fortunately, we now live in a world of online bookings, and people have pretty much come to expect that if you make a booking online for something, then you have to pay for it online, in full, at the same time. Now, it's so easy to take payments online these days. You can send PayPal links to people. Hell, you can even take payments via text message these days and by tapping wrists with another Apple Watch owner, and you can even take payments inside of Facebook Messenger. Now, I'd be encouraging as many of your clients as possible to be making their bookings online online, with automated payments using your booking software if it has the capability. And these days, it really should have the capability. And if a client makes a booking over the phone, then sure, take the booking by all means, capture their mobile phone number, and then simply send them a link for payment to secure their booking. Now, I get resistance to this view all the time, and I have done for years. People telling me, salon owners telling me that their clients won't like it. They won't like being charged in advance for their bookings. Well, first of all, You do not know until you've tried it. And second, why not? If they intend to come for their appointment, if they intend to show up and they intend to have their treatment and they intend to pay for it, why would they have a problem paying in advance? Now, taking payments in advance has never been easier to do, like I said, and it has two incredible side effects as well. First of all, it's great for your business cash flow. You've got the money in the bank before you've done the treatments or the service, which is fantastic. But be careful. It's not your money yet. It's not revenue until you've actually performed the treatment. So while it's definitely reassuring to know the money is there, don't go spending it just yet. And secondly, taking online payments for treatments and service bookings increases secondary spend on things like retail products and upgrades. Now, the reason for this is that your client has already paid for their treatment possibly weeks beforehand. Now they don't have to hand over any money on the day. So it's kind of like the treatment hasn't cost them anything. Now this puts people in a generally more open to buying mood. So they're more likely to spend that extra bit of money on the skincare product that you recommend or the night serum that will help them keep their skin looking youthful after that amazing facial they've just had. So by implementing full payment in advance, you not only help yourself out in terms of no-shows and late cancellations and arrivals, but you even give yourself a better shot at upping that retail conversion rate that you've been struggling with and in turn boosting your revenue even further. Those are my six top tips to keep your troublesome clients in line what do you think? Do you have any other ways that you've dealt with repeat offenders of the late arrival kind? What about stories to tell? What's the best excuse that you've heard from a client as to why they can't make an appointment at short notice or why they've shown up late or anything like that? I'd love to hear from you. Share your thoughts, your ideas, your stories on the show notes pages, which you can find at beautybusinesspodcast.com. Forward slash episode forty one, or head over to our rapidly growing community of beauty business hackers on Facebook, where you'll find a post related to this episode to share your thoughts there. So I hope I've given you some great ideas to help you out with your problem clients if you suffer from late arrivals, late cancellations, or no shows. Now I do love hearing back from you, and one of the easiest ways to do this is to give the show a quick review or even quicker rating on iTunes or whatever podcast application that you prefer to use. Now, I noticed that I got my very first Canadian iTunes store review earlier this month. Hi, Canada. So in honour of that, I thought I'd read out the review from Stephanie.Sam. Don't worry, I'm not going to attempt to read it in a Canadian accent. So, Stephanie.sam says. I've been thinking about starting my own practice for a while now. Life put this beautiful location and future team right in the palm of my hands. I think it's time, but I've never owned a business before, and I have no idea how to get started with all the little details and prepare for a successful start. These podcasts are amazing, informative, and straight to the point. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and that beautiful accent. goodness I didn't attempt a Canadian accent after all. Just my usual northern brogue there. Well, congratulations to you, Stephanie, Sam. I wish you all the best. I'm glad I'm helping you and giving you the encouragement that you can do this. And if there is anything I can ever do to help you out, just please reach out to me and let me know. And of course, thank you for the five star rating and being my very first Canadian review. So that's it for this week's episode. Don't forget, you can find all the links and everything, all the information that I mentioned on this week's show notes pages, which are at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 41. Now I got a lot of emails and comments about the video and reviews bot on last week's show notes pages. Loads of people wanting to find out how they can get that and check it out. it's probably the most... Yeah, probably the most that I've seen from a single podcast episode in terms of emails and people kind of getting in touch, which was great. So if you haven't seen that, go and check that out. That is at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 40. Or just listen to episode 40, which was the one before this one, and you'll find out all the information. Now on the show next week, I'm going to be continuing with the Keeping It Real Back to Basics topic. And we're looking at a topic that was kind of requested back in season three when I mentioned, I think I mentioned it on a Facebook Live video that it was something I was hearing more and more about people were struggling with. And that is something that's been termed imposter syndrome. Basically, it's kind of all the doubts that we go through as independent business owners, the roller coaster of ups and downs of, is this going to work? To why should my salon clinical spa succeed when so many others are failing? And all of that good stuff. How do you deal with it? How do you kind of get through it? How do you overcome it? How do you sleep at night? How do you get back to a place of confidence and really believing that this is what you're meant to do, especially in those early days when you can be struggling just to get people, get those clients in through the door. Sound good? Well, then I will see you there. We'll speak again in about a week, or if you're listening in the future, then possibly just in a few minutes time. Check out the next episode of the podcast, which should be episode 42. Now, either way, I hope to speak to you again very, very soon. Have a fantastic week. Bye for now.